Hello and welcome everyone to episode 41 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Ah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm the English letterer of manga, like... Dragon Ball Super, Kaiju number eight. Yeah, nothing else to really say on the intro. I'm just, this was a great set of chapters and I'm ready to talk about them. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the way uh, it's been since we've gotten into these sets. But I think it's holding even more true now because we left off with Luffy getting the upper hand on Crocodile. And I yes. really, really wanted to see how that, that goes. It's it's painful to wait a week sometimes for to find out how that happens. <laughs> it really is. Unfortunately, uh, the Shonen Jump app is still having those troubles where they keep splitting the the title pages. So we got this cut off, like, it seems like a really oh, oh yeah, fun... Oh, yeah, we got one half of the <laughs> the color spread. And, I mean, they're looking pretty awesome, but uh, I don't even know what this chapter is called. So I, I, and I don't feel like flipping to the previous one because it's not exactly easy to go back in chapters <laughs> on the... On the uh, I think... Yeah, I think this chapter is called Nico Robin. Oh, that yeah, that does ring a bell. That's pretty apt. So let's go ahead and jump into <laughs> chapter yeah. two hundred and one as basically just uh, just one last thing about the cover. I definitely remember they used this one at the end of uh, the second opening in the anime. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure somewhere. I I know that I know I've seen that art before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Work it works out. But yeah, into the chapter itself, and Luffy ended off with his gum gum bazooka, and we are seeing the after effects of that as Crocodile just gets sent flying into some pillars, and yeah, it's just ah, it's so good. But it also immediately sends you for a switch uh, shift because you think it's just going to be more fighting, especially with Cobra being like incredible, and then all of a sudden Nico Robin rips out the nails holding him in place. Oh, ah. oh. <laughs> So painful. I, can I imagine it must have been painful to just, like, I, I don't know what's going through Cobra's mind right now. Like, he's bleeding out, being pinned to a wall, watching Crocodile get absolutely demolished. Like, I, I'm so confused right now. Mm -hmm. And Nico Robin, well, yeah, Nico Robin, Miss All Sunday, whatever you want to call her, she is definitely getting scary here. Like, she, she seems to be... Yeah, this is the most serious we've seen her. Yeah, because she seemed to be really enjoying the fight, but all of a sudden... She's just like, hey, take me to the pond, pond, Poneglyph. Poneglyph, I don't even know how it's pronounced. I think Poneglyph. Poneglyph, that's it. There's, well, there's no more time, so take me. And I, at first, I thought that like she was betraying Crocodile here. But Crocodile's mm -hmm. like, no, no, hurry and go unless you want to die because I've run out of patience. Yeah. And yeah. He, he says Nico Robin instead of All Sunday, and that immediately triggers something in Cobra. He recognizes Cobra, it. Cobra, he, he, he seems to be familiar with that name. Mm-hmm. And we see one of the coolest attacks from Crocodile that just shows how devastating he could be. He uses his hand, which seems to be the basis of where he can suck up things. He can't do it mm -hmm. anywhere else. It has to be his hand. Like, he can't just use his feet to suck up uh, the moisture. I wonder how he figured that out. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Maybe he went for a drink and was like, oh, no, it can't. Uh, the water's all gone. Just like the, 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 I always think about that with the sort of specificity of devil fruit powers. And that, the, there are moments of uh, like that later on in the story. But the, just that sort of like, what led you to figure out that this is how your body worked now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's also the question of, and I have no idea if this is an SPS. Probably not, if I actually had to guess. Is Crocodile able to suck up the entire ocean? Not that he, it's a good idea for him to, but... Right, like, where does the... Like, if he's absorbing, like, the moisture out of stuff, like, 
we're just like go is it gone forever or is there a limit like because he, he obviously yeah. as we see the ground cracks falls away he's able to catch the the water water pistol globs because you know he's using his hand yeah. as long as he avoids it it's like oh uh luffy doesn't have the advantage anymore it feels like because he's able to just he's he's figured out what luffy's been doing yeah and so i guess it's maybe a thing of because I, I was just thinking now like wait if he's weak to water well i guess it, it makes sense that the rest of his body can't react, but if it goes specifically, if the liquid goes specifically through his hand, he can absorb it. Right, where but, the dehydration you know, powers are. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fascinating. Yeah, it, it's, you really got <laughs> to figure out that, that body. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And it's an impressive move, just because just seeing everything disintegrate and fall to sand and just become a desert around him. Like, even Luffy's sandals. Yeah, that's actually really funny, because that's a... That is a, a detail that will come up, uh, not really a detail, but it's like, that is a consistent part throughout the rest of this fight, is that he's <laughs> barefoot. Yeah. Uh, I, I had kind of forgotten that it was because of this. <laughs> kind of important, kind of important. Oh, and of course, we, we got to talk about that name, the Ground Death. <laughs> yeah, that is a good name. <laughs> Very on the nose. <laughs> it's it just like, just this massive thing around the palace. But we shift away from that to... Nico Robin, and I'm just going to keep calling her Nico Robin at this point because they don't even call her yeah, all yeah, we, yeah, anytime. Yeah. yeah, we we know. Uh, at this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've known, but it's just like it's, yeah, you know how it goes. I, I feel like the the facade is up at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> and hey, turns out uh, she runs into the Marines, specific, specifically Tashigi's Marines. It's like, hey, the soldiers told us everything. You have Cobra, hand him over. Uh, you're not passing here, and. Robin's like, I don't care. I hate the government. Just step aside or else. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. This is like, it feels like the most like all business we've seen her. Yeah. Uh, to, like, like th- this stuff about the podoglyph definitely is kind of, ha- there's more urgency than we've ever seen this character act with. Yeah. Uh, at this point, as she chokes out like the entire Marine squadron. <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of those things where she's always had this playful attitude to, to her mm-hmm. that, it made it just seem less serious. She's always just sort of sees everything as a joke, but to see her so serious, it actually is pretty disconcerting. Yep. But good on Cobra is like, hey, don't mind me. Stop the fighting at the Palace Square because there's going to be a huge explosion at 4.30. You yeah, got to prevent this kinda it. This kind of doesn't matter right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't matter. There's only seven minutes left. They need to be saved. And... Mm. Of course, Tashiki says, hey, we'll save you, then stop the explosion. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Fleur and strangle. She strangles... Every man in that uh, that army is like, who has a devastating power? I love the contrast uh, between between this and then getting the explanation. You know, one of the one of the guys who didn't get choked out is like, oh, that's Nico Robin. Like, yeah, she's had a bounty on her head for for twenty years, basically. Yeah, they they show her wanted poster and she's just a child accused of sinking six marine vessels when she was only eight. Ever since she was eight years old, she's had a 79 million berry bounty on her head. And that's, whew, 
wow, yeah. And you you see it just like I I feel like I mean she's always been terrifying, <laughs> just in how kind of like far and away stronger she is than anyone else uh, at this point. But just. Yeah, the the way she can just effortlessly take out an entire squadron. Oh yeah, and then just showing that just how her powers can be used, where she yep. goes, you know, Tashigi tries to fight, and all she does is sprout hands from Tashigi's hands, grabs a sword, and points it at her throat. Yeah, like for how goofy it kind of looks sometimes, where you just have like hands sprouting from various objects. I really I love how Oda is able to portray just like. How kind of scary it is. She might have one of the most terrifying powers we've yeah. ever seen. In some ways, more so than Crocodile, just because it's, it's pseudo body horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up close and personal. <laughs> yeah, but we go back to the Luffy Luffy fight, and he managed to escape by grabbing onto the palace itself. The entire lawn has been turned into a desert, and of course, Crocodile is just still absolutely livid. Like the way his yeah. text boxes are coming through. Making me waste my energy. Yeah, he's got the scary font on now. <laughs> Grabs Luffy by the throat. Luffy blasts up his water into the air, but Crocodile is just so ready and just like you missed. And yep, dries him out. Dries him out. He's just nothing but paper, just a shriveled paper. And Luffy loses again. Again. <laughs> I forgot that he lost the second time. Me too. Yeah, I, I was wondering because I, I still do remember how this ends. This was sort of like the. How do we get from A to B again that I didn't remember? But like, oh, like, oh, okay, now it's all starting to come together again. I, yeah, because I'll be honest, I for whatever reason I thought this moment happened in the first fight, mm-hmm. and I kind of I kind of con- consolidated the two. It's, it's interesting to see it here and how that's all gonna go because it is a bit of a shocking moment. Because again, speaking of body horror, it is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, he's mummified. Out. But. That brings us to chapter 202, the Royal Mausoleum, where we get more of Hachi, who, yeah, he definitely traded the Kami and her friend yeah. for a map to the legendary super yummy octopus fritter recipe. Hachi, you're trying to you're trying to improve. You're trying to do the right thing. You, you done goofed. He, he just really wants those <laughs> octopus fritters, which is very strange, but that's quite the face. <laughs> quite the journey in search of cannibalism <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh god but yeah uh into the chapter itself we'll just get more of that uh, dried out luffy which honestly looks like oh what's it, what's that horror manga artist oh junji ito yeah junji ito that looks straight out of yeah junji it does ito. it does actually yeah <laughs> Oof, that is definitely rough but yeah, we only have six minutes left before the palace square is blown sky high. It's very funny how time is passing, particularly in this chunk of chapters. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's, it does, it's it moves faster than I remembered, but also it's still just like, all right, this is all in the span of uh, seven minutes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there was a minute between Robin confronting Tashigi, but that was also kind mm-hmm. of happening simultaneously with this, so you could kind of push it away that way you just have to yeah go with the idea that this is all happening at the same time he's just like hey enjoy the show i gotta go gotta get to the royal mausoleum i'd like that he just like poofs into sand yeah that's, that's a cool like exit. Can transport yeah and we just get the little reminder that luffy tri- fired those water balls had that thing all things like how ah, you missed and then the water balls come crashing back into the ground onto Luffy. And Honestly, he actually saved himself. Like, my God, that was... I wonder if that was intentional on his part or not. It feels like it could be. I feel like it was. 
because mm. he might have known that because Crocodile was just on top of things at that moment where he knew yep, to yep, grab yep. the water bo- uh, blast that he was sending out. And yeah, <laughs> that it seems like a plan. But yeah, Luffy wakes up and Crocodile's already gone. But in the meantime, Robin and Cobra have arrived at the Royal Mausoleum. And there's a secret stairway leading down to the Poneglyph. She reveals kind of like why she wants to see it. She can actually read the Poneglyph. It's why her and Crocodile teamed up and why he can't kill her. The way that she words it on the next page where she's like, there's no way you could have known there was someone who could read the writings. I think it's sort of the, you can glean from that, that there's not that many people out there who can. Yeah, it's... It's a very unique st- uh, state. I think that's why Cobra is so okay with like, oh, you want to see the Poneglyph? Sure, whatever. Well, yeah, and, and she's even like, uh, the, it, it reveals the location of the Pluton, and he's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this explains why she was so laissez-faire with the crocodiles. Like, she never seemed threatened by him. Right, because like she... He needs her. She was in a... Yeah, yeah, she was in a position, I, I think, like, she was relatively comfortable knowing that she was needed for this whole operation to work in the first place so like yeah yeah she i mean there was that sort of just that that air of just like ah whatever (laughs) yeah she just didn't really care which is it's fine i think yeah very (laughs) very apt but they arrive in the mausoleum it's definitely stunning from an art perspective oh yeah it it, it feels like raiders yeah raiders of the lost art it does oh yeah yeah there's definitely an adventure aspect to it you know, classic, you know, the mummy and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic adventure movies. Yeah. Stepping away from them as uh, Usopp is trying to get into the mind of <laughs> Crocodile. <laughs> I mean, he was, uh, oh, wait, no, that was, Luffy was doing Sanji. Yes. When they were, um, when they were trapped. Okay, so this is this is Usopp doing his, doing his Crocodile impression. Well, well uh, uh, it has a point. He's saying that he's trying to think like Crocodile. Right. Zoro just bops him on the head. I mean, he has the face down. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and already we're down to five minutes uh, left of them searching. And so we got Usopp yep. and Zoro together, Chopper and Nami together. And Nami's asking ridiculous things like, can you not sniff out the sniff it out with your nose? It's like uh, it's, the whole city reeks of explosives. Well, what if you sniff out someone who smells like he's about to set off a bomb that's aimed at the center of square? What kind of smell is that? <laughs> is that? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> hey, at this point, they're desperate. Just like, just figure it out. Uh huh. And Sanji's trying to figure it out. It's like, okay, it's got to be huge. A projectile from a cannon fires on an arc, which would lessen the distance, and it's got to be closer gotta to square. But I don't have time to go around, so I'm just gonna kick my way through all these walls. <laughs> and wow, the thing is, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like that way, he slows down is like such an odd pose. It's like a it's like a crab walk almost. But you can, I, man, I just noticed the little like smoke trails. Like it's not just the the oh yeah. the skid, but you actually see smoke He's going coming that up from the fast. Shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can really feel the desperation around this, and they just can't find it. There's no there's no sign of it on the rooftops. It might be inside a building. They're trying to search, but how do you find this thing with five minutes left? Mm-hmm. And that's when Luffy, chasing after Crocodile, comes across Tashigi on the ground and all he at all he wants to know is where's crocodile <laughs> where's the croc yeah where's the croc we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end, 
What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And she has a flashback to how that all went with Nico Robin. And honestly, I thought she broke her leg. leg. Yeah, oh. she's walking later, so I she I don't think she broke her leg, but it looks like she broke her leg. I think she just yeah, has like in a camel clutch type thing. Yeah, that's painful. Ugh, she has those submissive moves down. Like it's it's rough. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then crocodile showed up, just to just to gloat basically. Basically, he, he taunts the smoker. It's like ah, smoker run away. Loser shouldn't boast about enforcing justice. So if you want to babble about justice, go do do it in the safety of Navy headquarters. And just laughs at her. And Luffy just demands like, where is crocodile? And she just points the way. You ever think about how crocodile's on a government paycheck basically? So he's he's over here like yucking it up, just like you can't touch me, like you yeah, know, y'all the ones paying me to be a pirate. It's just like, well, uh. yeah, and I like the show of frustration. Yeah, yeah, from there where she she points the way, Luffy runs off, and then she just smacks her face into the ground, makes her forehead bleed. It's like she she's frustrated that she can't uphold her justice. Yeah. What, what was it that Smoker told her before he left about like in like pursuing your own justice or something? Like yeah, that? pursue your own sense of justice and just leave. Don't you know? Worry about na- what Navy wants. What what do you think is justice? Yeah, I I think it's it's not something that this arc ever really emphasizes here, but you do sort of see the gears turning where it's like from the Navy perspective, both Crocodile and Luffy are pirates, so really she shouldn't she shouldn't be trying to help either of them, but like. The, the fact that she realizes, you know, that it's sort of, it is, what is happening right now is kind of above all of that is, it, I don't know, it, it's a good character moment. Yeah, she can sense that Luffy is trying to stop Crocodile and yeah. knows what Crocodile's up to. So it's, it's yeah, it's you have to put that faith in Luffy, even though he is a pirate. And it, it, it's, mm-hmm. as we've seen from many Navy people at this point, they're outside of Smoker, they're kind of just, actually even Smoker is just like, this is the good guy. These or these are the bad guys. Doesn't matter what they're doing, but they're pirates and they're bad guys. Yep. And we get back to Luffy, and I I completely forgot about this, where he's actually getting woozy from blood loss. Yeah, he's bleeding out. Yeah, his his wound from earlier is has opened up, and he's wobbling, crashing into buildings. It's like and he's wondering himself. It's like it's funny. I eat plenty of meat. It's just a little cut, dude. You got impaled. <laughs> right, like, oh, but the meat, man! What a way to have that just extra desperation where he passes out on the yeah. grass. I feel like it's really uncommon. I don't know if I've ever seen Luffy pass out before, uh, even even in the greater context of the series as a whole. Yeah, I mean, he is pushing himself. He's been oh, yeah. skewered, immediately running back into the battle. Uh, to to battle, got completely drained of all of his fluids before co- recovering. It makes sense. The dude's a little worn out. Yep. We see the poneglyph, just this huge cube with writing on it. I love the little detail that Robin has like a, a an arm pointing, uh, uh, coming out of Cobra to sort of hold his hands, to like to tie his hands back. Yeah, that's how she's been keeping track of him. We end the chapter with only four minutes until the explosion where Nico Robin's reading the poneglyph to learn about the Pluton. Crocodile's about to appear himself. Tashigi's going off somewhere, and the others are still searching for the bomb while Luffy is passed out. And not a great uh, situation. (laughs) Like, how does he? How is he doing this? Like, in all ways, it just seems like there's just nothing's going right. But we do get an SBS, 
And we get the further explanation of Chopper's forms, the seven forms, because somebody was a little confused. They thought there was more. Limb boost is his sort of natural animal form. Weight boost is his human form. And brain boost is his little form. So his extra forms are horn, guard, jumping, and arm. But the rumble ball, I think, only activates. Like he can transform between those three, but you get the extra abilities of the three standard ones thanks to the rumble ball. I I feel like that's how it works. Yeah, but every 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 zone devil fruit basically has the three: the the animal form, the man beast form, and the human form. And mm-hmm. so he just a chopper gets the extra four from the rumble ball. I, I like the little explanation. Yeah, I didn't think it needed an explanation, but it, it's good to we we have it laid out in no uncertain terms now. Yeah, it, it's a nice little bit of clarification. All right, chapter two hundred and three, crocodile ish. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great title. <laughs> yeah. We learn why Hashi is so desperate to get this recipe because he attempt. Apparently, it's a form of proposal. He attempted to propose yes. to his beloved Octopaco, and she outright, re- outright rejected them. Wanted nothing to do with his balls. So did she reject them because they tasted bad, or did she reject them because she doesn't have any interest in cannibalism? My guess is they she rejected him because they taste bad because he's attempting yeah. to do it again. So it must be yeah, yeah, I, I take it recipe. as the octopus culture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, which is the wrong way to go about this. So just we'll just see see where this goes. Mm-hmm. It's something <laughs> Poor guy else. Just wants a girlfriend. Yeah. He just he, he wants to settle down in that octopus house where she's wearing her octopus belt. They're they're very good on their theming. Mm-hmm. Also, I just realized with her glasses up the way that it is, Octopaco's hat looks like a squid. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, the uh, details. Oda, you're uh, wow. Okay, <laughs> I don't like, like again for for a one-off character. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, who would have guessed? I think he just He's likes. Pretty designing. sure a one-off character. <laughs> yeah, he he just likes to design characters. I think that's what it comes down to. Yep. But we go back in, and we're at the mausoleum where Luffy is still passed out on the grass. <laughs> He's bleeding out, yep. Yep. Uh, what a visual. Robin looking kind of, you know, hard to read her because she's just her face is just kind of shaded over. Ko is yeah. just watching as Crocodile enters, and she asks about if there's any other poneglyphs. Cobra's like, what, are you not satisfied? I kept my end of the bargain. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get me there. Yeah. And then Crocodile, of course, shows up. He's looking at the poneglyph. He finds it mysterious and asks if she's able to decipher it. She was. And she starts reading it to him. And mm-hmm. all it is is a history of Alabasta. Yeah. Well, he's. I, I like. It, it takes him a second. I love that Crocodile's just like, hey, wait, 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 wait. I don't care about any of this. It does not matter. Where are There's the goods? no mention at all of the Pluton. And I completely forgot about that. Mm. That, that, that this Poneglyph had nothing on it of, of real importance. My memory is fuzzy, so I don't know how much I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember if she's telling the truth or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like I, for some reason, my memory was, is that she is saying just not, what she's reading off is not what it says. But I could be completely wrong about that. Hmm. And I don't know if there's ever a clarification about it. Hard so to we'll, say we'll, at this we'll, moment. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, yeah. So, it, I don't know. <laughs> but... It also does not take long for Crocodile to be like, okay, your use is up. Time to kill you. Yep. 
It's like, we made a deal four years ago. It's come to an end. And you're the one who came to me saying that if you if I brought you to the uh, Proneglyph, you would, in turn would give me information about the Pluton. Yeah, that's kind of on her, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Little bit. And it's like, you showed remarkable intelligence and leadership, and that was good. You're an extremely valuable woman, but you didn't meet up, meet up to your end of the agreement. So I don't feel any anger to, towards you, though. It's fine. Yeah. And <laughs> we, get this, we get this showdown between... Robin and yeah, what an unexpected fight! I yeah, I again, Just, I completely forgot this. Yeah, but she's ready. She kept a vial of water on her, tosses at him. He dodges to the side, got that arm out of his shoulder, catches it to smack down on him. And, and, and Crocodile's good at dodging. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. He he knows that when that water is coming. But what a great plan! He like get the use your arm to get the water, get him wet, go in for the knife and just stab him through. But He's still able to dodge away, even though the arm's still connected to the sand. Get away. And time to impale Nico Robin right through the chest. Yeah. Oof. I, I love this line where, where he's like, I forgive you for everything. After all, I never trusted anyone from the start. And that is Crocodile to a T. Cold. Yep. Ne- Just. Like, it, it's why he's able to like sacrifice any member he does not care he will use yep. people and just make it work and that's why he's such a great villain yep like he's he's just kind of power incarnate just this great threat that you cannot trust no matter what and he's he's capable of doing it he has all those elements he has the power he has the smarts it's just yeah he's, a, he's fantastic as a villain oh man but he, again he's he's smart she might not be able to read the poneglyph but the reaction from Cobra is enough to tell him the Pluton does exist. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's he's been uh he's taking notes. He knows. Oh yeah. Again, I can't get into it, but Crocodile saying, I'll find it myself once this kingdom is in my hands, it'll be a matter of time. Extremely funny if you're caught up. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's uh, that is all I'll say about that. All right. Uh, it's gonna be a while, but it'll be <laughs> Yeah, a very long time. <laughs> But all of a sudden, some rumbling starts happening. He's like, wait, it's too soon for the explosion. And he sees Cobra. He's like, what did you do? Because Nico Robin's not holding him anymore, so he can actually move around <laughs> from that fight. And Cobra's just casual. Eh, nothing much. By removing uh, one small column, the stability of this underground chamber, chamber has been compromised. It's collapsing. So you two will get to die here with me. I will not surrender Alabaster to you. What a cold line. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Cobra getting some just badass moments in here. I'm not sh- sure how much it'll work because, again, Sand Sandman, so I assume he'll be able to, ex- to escape. And yeah, that's exactly what it says. I'll just turn it all into sand and make my escape. And just three more minutes, the palace square will explode and you will be entombed here forever. I gotta say, as a visual, just like, you know we're near the end of this arc when we, we got, like... The palace crumbling and just the villain just, you know, go like laughing maniacally about how he's going to take over. Like, like just in, in terms of visuals, it feels like such a such a huge like in game kind of moment. Yeah. And Crocodile is the last one standing at this point. Uh, Cobra's yeah. too weak, you know, can't fight. Robin's down. Luffy's down. Like it yeah. is. It, it, it was a bomb about to go off. It yeah. is. It is a culmination. As, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this this we shifted, of course, Vivi. But mm-hmm. this hit she takes might be one of the most painful looking I've ever seen in this uh, anime. So like far. relative, I mean, well, she's trying to run in heels, um, and then like her her shoes break, 
but just like yeah for what is like just taking one fall like she gets bloodied up pretty bad she it, it indicates how fast she was running that she just skids yeah. along the ground scrapes up her oh. leg really badly and yep. we've seen people getting stabbed and dehydrated and all this crazy stuff but i think because it's so realistic and you can imagine it you just see that like yeah Ooh. <laughs> yeah i i think there there is sort of a realism to just like taking a fall and getting scraped like that that happens to everybody yeah there's only two and a half minutes she's like where is there a space big enough for that cannon <laughs> meanwhile Usopp dodging a stray bullet and Phoebe finally has a memory of like where the kids were hiding and she's like it has to be that place it's big enough That's secluded so brilliant and meanwhile, Usopp's in the back, <laughs> firing off a smoke star and running from a palace guard because he's not, it's like, it's declaring he's not a rebel. And <laughs> got to use that pot handle, grab that nose. <laughs> yep, grab by the nose. It's like, I figured it out. It has to be in this spot. And Usopp sets off the single signal, the red serpent star, and everybody sees it. You can even see it from where Luffy's at, where he's still passed out. I love that little indication that Luffy was still yeah. there. I just like like seeing it from everybody's different perspectives is so ah, it's so cool and uh, just using Usopp as sort of like the signal man is a weirdly like kind of appropriate uh, role for him. Again, shows how just how big the city is that they were trying to track it down. Although <laughs> Zoro is confronting a snake right now, he is the farthest <laughs> away. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, he is. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, he's out of the city. He's farther away than Palhu is in the sky. <laughs> I did I did not notice. Oh my god. Oh, he's he's off in the jungle apparently. It's just like, do you know where the bomb is? <laughs> <laughs> but that way that's when we go back to Luffy who turns out has been sleeping this entire time. Had a quick power nap. He's like, all oh, right, I couldn't move, so I napped. Wait, so how how long until the bomb goes off at this point? Is it like four minutes? Two and a half is what VV said. Half. So I think okay, he had like so a five-minute nap, if that. Yeah, he had a five-minute power nap. <laughs> and he's up, and he's ready to go again, like ready to blast him. He slipped it off. Then we get our title page. That hole looks crocodile-ish. <laughs> i i i i la- it, 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 I, this feels a little contrived but it's funny so i'll allow it yeah yeah I, it, it's a luffy line makes yeah. sense oh yeah there is an sbs really just talks about how you control the crab mover by pulling on his lips basically getting i don't like that ways. it's i don't it's, like that at all weird <laughs> apparently you can lose control if you make a lame joke though so uh that's a that's a problem <laughs> good to know yeah all right. Well, chapter 204, Red. Yeah, this must tie into the new movie. Yeah, it's, it's they were, it, Oda was ahead of, ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, X marks the spot where the great Octomash lives. And well, I guess it's being protected by that giant octopus mushroom, I guess. Yeah, I guess because of the pattern. It, this reminds me of like the, uh, is it Parasect, the Pokemon? Yeah, it does. It's like an octopus yeah. Parasect. <laughs> Kind of rad, but also terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a biggin' too. So that's definitely something. In the meantime, though, as Luffy is running into the mausoleum, he sees everything f- collapsing. He's jumping off, like just booking it's it through It's such a cool there. set piece of him just jumping off of the crumbling bits of the mausoleum. Yeah, 
and he's he's still barefoot. He's ble- he's, his blood is dripping all the way down to his feet. Yep. Oof. He's had it rough, to say the least. But we go back to the signal. Usopp leaves a note, and they're heading off. But, of course, as soon as they head there, uh, it makes sense Baroque Works would see that as well. <laughs> so. Yep. Well, mm, yeah, kind of putting a giant target on your back. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot that this is where this debuted, though. <laughs> oh, I, I, compl- I completely forgot about this attack. All the others are rushing in, and Usopp debuts his new attack, Usopp Noise, where its fingers on a chalkboard. Oh, boy. <laughs> actually <laughs> disarms everybody. I love that it is actually effective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I just—he's got—he's got earplugs too. Uh, he didn't—he didn't bother to give any to Vivi, apparently. No, he was all about himself in that one. Just like I, I have no time. <laughs> yep. But yeah, to contrast that with uh, the giant explosion as Luffy enters the mausoleum, and I love this reaction. Just the, yeah, the seeing Crocodile just Crocodile. lose it. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Why won't you die? And that's, I, that's that is a trope that happens so often in just media. I love that trope. I, I love it here because we have seen Luffy come back time and time again. It, it feels so in character for Crocodile, who, like for all intents and purposes, everything has gone right for him. Right. Um, uh, aside from the Poneglyph thing, but like like he's been the man with the plan for this entire arc and he's there's just this one bug that he cannot squash <laughs> and he's killed him and, he's and killed him and he keeps coming back yep. and I, I love this little indication that one cobra's like why have you come Two, robin's still alive yep and luffy just has this nice little speech you haven't given back the thing you stole that's why i'm here it's like, what are you talking about? The money, honor, trust, right, life, the rain? I've stolen so many things. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a great villain. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and all Luffy says is the kingdom. And it's like, I haven't yep. even taken over the kingdom yet. I, I'm about to, but and Luffy's like, no, no. When we set foot on this land, this kingdom of hers was long gone. And you just get those flashbacks as of them interacting and seeing this kingdom is like if this really were her kingdom she would be laughing a lot more and all she's been doing is panicking crying and worrying so basically crocodile stole her smile he wants to smile yeah back. <laughs> I, I i do love seeing this motivation from uh from luffy though sort of a good reminder to the reader of of kind of uh well i mean we already know what's at stake but i guess like what what luffy is really fighting so hard for and it's just i don't know uh, it was it was sort of nice to see it, it reminds me of, I, I saw this thing on Twitter for a bit where people were saying, like, gave Luffy a sandwich, help, top, help me to topple the government, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Or, yes, yes. <laughs> basically, Luffy, if you become friends with Luffy, he will get rid of whatever obstacles in your way. We've seen it with Nami. No system of oppression <laughs> that he cannot topple. <laughs> and another fantastic moment i remember outright cheering at this because i i remember at the time thinking well what's he gonna do he's out of water what's he gonna use like how's he gonna yep. actually fight crocodile and to just see him kick crocodile right, across right the, face. the face is beautiful it's sending him so crashing good. and crocodile's like how is how is he able to kick me it it, it makes no sense and doesn't even give time to like recover to it. Uh, just yeah. thinking about this, Luffy's going in. <laughs> yeah, Luffy's going in as all these memories come flooding back of how he was gloating before, and yep. 
punches him in the face, sends him flying back. That is such one of the most satisfying face punches. Yeah. God. And we had a good one oh. before, but there's, there's just oh, another man. one. Oh, man. Where it's just, ah. Uh. And I this is the most badass moment. Luffy is using his own blood to, yep. <laughs> to punch Crocodile. He doesn't need the water anymore. He'll just use his own blood. Man, if that... Uh, it's just such... A, a cool solution. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll get into this more and more when we see more characters like Crocodile who can just, like, you can't hit them. Uh-huh. Uh, but I particularly love these creative solutions where it's like, well, they're, they're, I guess they're, they're very specific situations or specific solutions crafted for their particular situation. So it's stuff like Luffy going from using the water to using the blood. I don't know. It, it's a great twist. And I, th- I, and I think that's what makes it so hype. I didn't call it. I remember first watching this and I had no idea like yeah. Luffy would use the blood and it's, it's so good. And it just this confrontation, like the thing is, it, it's not like just being able to hit crocodile stops it. He's strong right. enough that he can still fight back. And he's just like, fine. I killed you outside the desert. I killed you at the palace. And now I'm going to kill you a third time to end it all right here in this mausoleum. And yeah. I'm not fighting as somebody trying to conquer this kingdom. We're fighting as pirates. Uh, <laughs> so it, Oda knows how to build hype for. I mean, this is it. This is the final confrontation. Yeah. It just every everything's down to this. And I, I, like I mentioned earlier, the crumbling mausoleum is such a cool set piece for what this fight is and what mm. it represents. I love it. It got, just, got me so excited. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like chomping at the bit here. It's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we got yeah, the, po- the poison hook is out, and yep. they're just talking about how we fight as pirates. It doesn't, you know, there are no rules. We're just out to kill each other. So yeah, let's exactly. This. Like, yeah, and that's not even you the feel end. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not even the end because we see Zoro coming across the Marines, where they're all like, "He ran fast, getting back into the city." Right, but he's also he's also ready to fight. It's like, "Why are you here? What are you doing?" It's like, "Go back, <laughs> go back and turn right." You're, I, I you love stupid? this little twist. They're, they're trying to help him. <laughs> uh huh. And then we get Usopp and Vivi rescued by Tashigi and the Marines as they take out the Baroque Works members and. There we go. There was Tashigi's choice. She's going to help yeah. Vivi and stop the explosion in the square and help the Straw Which, Hats as well. Weirdly satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Just Again, like she she and Smoker haven't been a huge part of the story, but I think it's important here that Oda does sort of convey like seeing kind of the, the cracks in their morality kind of show. Yeah. They do have an SBS. Again, nothing too crazy other than like some sound effect talk and some other stuff. Uh, we do have a reader being very bold and being like, you know, they're wearing short skirts when they're fighting, but we never see their undies. What color are they? I'm going to call Oda out because he, he didn't have to answer this. No, he, he definitely <laughs> and, did and he, not. He, he dodges the question a little bit, but he, you know, he's like, oh, well, Nami was wearing a black bra earlier, so you can, uh, uh, I'm not going to say that. All right. Yeah, like, you, you like, chose to answer that question. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's just one of those things like, oh, we, yep, we're yep. seeing the start. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Yep. All right. Well, let's get to our final chapter of this set. Chapter 205, the Sand Sand Band's Secret Fort, where, well, first off, we got Hachi, who is not happy. He defeated that octopus monster and there's no treasure. There's no yeah. secret is, recipe. Is he ripping up the map? Uh, no, he's ripping up his bandages. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure. He's tearing off his bandages from the fight with Zoro, and he mm. is really upset with the, apparently his old crewmates. <laughs> oh. So yeah, he he was tricked into trading Kami for this map, and he is not happy. Shouldn't have traded the mermaid in the first place. You know, huh? The first time you he makes a trade tr- uh, trade out of selfishness is when he uh, gets screwed over for it. Hmm, there's a lesson in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Come on, Hachi, you're better than this. <laughs> Gotta learn. He's he's getting there. But time for more chaos as we see the rebels and the, the people still fighting as they're running through. The, the Navy's helping. Vivi is trying to look away from just the carnage that's going on around her. Yeah, which, I mean, when you, when you think about it, like, like, I mean, this whole, this entire city has become a battlefield. So just, yeah, seeing corpses lying around everywhere is like, oof. This is when the time dilation starts to get a little, little ridiculous because apparently that entire chapter happened over the course of a minute because there's 90 yep. seconds left. Good lord. Granted, it's yeah, I, I remember fast, this feeling but... particularly silly in the anime, as all sort of time-based shenanigans will inevitably, inevitably will when it comes to shonen manga adaptations. You just, you can't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it will always feel slow, but... It doesn't quite yeah. work. There's enough pace going on here that it kind of works, but it's also... Yeah. We got a lot. We got a long ninety seconds left. Yeah. And they're all talking. It's like, okay, the Navy came to our rescue. What's going on here? But Vivi's like, okay... They must have calculated the fact that there was going to be dust and smoke into the plant, so it has to be a place they can still take aim from. A big place that isn't visible from the sky. So there has to be only one spot that fulfills all those conditions. The clock tower. Which is brilliant, because they've been, he's been showing the clock tower again and again and, and again, again yep. as a way to show time. But it actually, that's where the bomb was. And, well, and I feel like, because he, he's had the sound effect, like the tick-tick sound effect mm-hmm. with the clock, when... I guess, I mean, well, I guess it could just be the ticking of the clock, but like, I feel like it is right. sort of doing a, a double entendre here. Where it's also sort of like, like a literal ticking time bomb. Yeah, man. Again, forgot about this. Pell saw the message is heading towards where everybody else is, but can't see anything from down below. And then all of a sudden shot. Yeah. Which makes it, I mean, he, he's, he would be the easiest solution to this problem as the one character who could fly. Yeah. So it's, it's smart. It's also kind of horrifying. We get the ridiculousness yeah. of just ribbit, 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 and then yeah. shot down a bird with a ribbit, ribbit gun. It's like, it sounds ridiculous. But then you uh, see that look on Pell's face. I don't know what it is, yeah. but that is kind uh, of horrific. It, it, yeah. I mean, he just got shot. It's painful. Oh, yeah. We've had a lot of people, every time <laughs> it seems like we have hope, somebody gets shot. <laughs> and it's it's not so going so good. But then I got to commend this this next set of panels. Like there's no dialogue whatsoever. It's yeah. just a pure brawl between Luffy and and Crocodile. I, I feel like the, the choreography is like he steps up his game whenever these two fight. Like they have consistently been some of the coolest fights in this whole arc is just every time Luffy and Crocodile have an encounter. They're beaten and bloodied, and the choreography of Luffy going in for the gum gum bullet, seeing that mm-hmm. Crocodile raise up his hand to Talk suck to it up, hand. stopping <laughs> himself with his own foot, and yeah. then <laughs> curving himself around to try to kick kick him in the face, but Crocodile is still able to dodge that. Like yeah. there's your choreography, and just seeing how the poison just melts through that rock, it yeah, is fantastic the, the visual terror, uh, visual ter- uh, storytelling. Yeah, and yeah, and like you said, the fact that like this all goes on for pages without any dialogue whatsoever mm-hmm. is just it's awesome. 
and there's even some great moments here where they're like these close hits and dodges and fights and how it's even taking its toll on Crocodile because he just starts bleeding out of the forehead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, seeing him take damage and seeing him being pushed like this like it's so satisfying because he's been in control for the entire story (laughs) Mm -hmm. and go in for some more hits luffy getting those kind of a grappler i I love how he just curves around the the hook and just sends crocodile flying and Mm -hmm. it's so so good and Again, we still have that observant from Cobra, who's just kind of exhausted at this point, just watching. He's like, "Whatever, I'm, a, yeah. I'm designed to die." Yeah, I, I like that. He's like, "Man, my, my soldiers, you know, Crocodile slays my soldiers like they're bugs, and like, <laughs> there's this guy coming in, and he's going toe to toe." The thing I don't understand, I I missed a moment where Crocodile got Luffy with his with his hook. I will say that. I think it's supposed to be... So from, from the page where we, we got uh, Cobra talking, I think it's two pages before that. Because you see you see him take the swing and there's sort of blood coming off. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think I think he got Luffy in like his right or his left shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do see it now. Okay. Yeah, he got him in the shoulder. Just a graze, but but you can yeah. just see the... Fsh- oh, yeah. You can see the, uh, the smoke coming off of it now. Yeah. Like... Is it, is it burning? Ow! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he, he he ripped Luffy's shirt. That's when you see it, and then the dialogue finally kicks in. Is like I've impaled you, I've buried you alive, I've dried you up, and every time you come back, however, you won't come back from this. You, I've won. Soon the poison will start to take effect, and Luffy's like, you still don't get it, man. Seeing Crocodile with his hair down, like he he looks crazy. He looks <laughs> yeah. just depraved. Like he's just ready for this to be over. <laughs> uh, he looks truly unhinged. And yeah. Unfortunately, that's the last we see of this fight for this chapter. The rest goes back to the looking for the bomb. And time for just some more ridiculousness where we got Chopper, Nami, Usopp, and Vivi at the base. Okay, how are we going to make it up there in one minute? And she's like, well, we're hoping for Pell. Well, we just have to go use the sta- stairs. And all of a sudden, Sanji shows up at uh, above, like at the base of the, where the tower starts. It's like, what are you doing up there? He said, I found your note. And it said Cog Tower, so I climbed up here. <laughs> like, hey, hey, good thinking. <laughs> yes. And he's like, hey, go up to the top. And then he looks above, and there's Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is one of my favorite Zorro gags. Yes. It's like, what are you doing up there? He's like at the top of the tower, like just at, at the very top. It's like, well, the Navy kept, kept saying go north, so, north is, uh, so I climbed up. And they're like, north and up are <laughs> totally different. Completely different. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it's one of those things that is like, it works in their favor, but only because he's so stupid. Stupidity wins the day. Go figure. Yep. <laughs> but the, no, neither of them can actually get into the clock tower from where they're at because it's only accessible through a stairway located at the far corner of the first floor. So if they smash through, it might trigger the explosion. So she's mm-hmm. going to run and take the stairs, but Nami has an idea. Vivi's out here thinking that she could take the stairs in a minute. Yeah, less than a minute at this point. And that's when the clock face starts opening up after Nami, you know, after Nami says we have an idea. And that's when we see two more members of Baroque Works, Mr. Seven and Miss Father's Day with, uh, he looks like a card. I'm not sure which card yeah. uh, Mr. Like Seven a, like, is. Like a, like a jack almost? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then Miss Father's Day, for who for some reason is frog themed. Yeah, I don't know what the frog is about. I I don't know how seven and frogs go together, but 
They are a wacky design. <laughs> They're very wack. What what a, a weird reveal to end this chapter in this episode of the podcast on. Uh-huh. I do want to know because all all of of course like the seven motif is very clear with Mister Seven. But um, one thing that English readers might miss is that like the the pattern on his uh, like shirt is the kanji for seven. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was the case. Also, I wonder if it, it can't be a coincidence that the Time that the bomb goes off looks like a seven. Oh, if you look at the clock hands. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna commit a mass murder, you might as well like you just you gotta be in theme. Yeah, you gotta have fun with it. I, oh yeah, sure. Why not? I I completely forgot about these characters <laughs> just here at this sort of last minute reveal of just like oh right. I thought they were just generic Baroque Works members. I completely forgot that they were actual numbered members. Yeah, and again, themed designs for Pool. Uh, uh, sorry, spoilers. They don't stick around that long. Yeah, <laughs> well, we only have so long, and I, they're Miss Mr. Seven and Miss Father's Day. They are not high-ranking members. Like mm-hmm. they're slightly above Igram. Man, I I love these chapters. Yeah, we're this feels like a climax. Yeah, it is. It, we are so close to the cusp of the end of this just big battle, and. The, the, the fight between Luffy and, Zor- uh, and Crocodile is getting better and better. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. I, I like how the only reason Luffy ran out of blood or the fact that that moved is like we just needed a more climactic place for them to have their final fight. Pretty much. Like, like, and it's, it's rad. Like, I feel like you could... The castle in and of itself could have been a really cool, like, set piece. But yeah, yeah, just like... The crumbling mausoleum is just, I don't know, it's just so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're they are underground, like, they're so far away removed from everybody else right now. It makes it feel like a true 1v1. It feels bigger. <sighs> but we're close to the end. Might even be at the end. I don't know for next time. I'm, I, 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 man, I want to read right away, but I, I have mm. to wait. <laughs> yeah, we gotta wait. Gotta wait. Oh, but see everybody uh, next week. Oh, oh yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, with that, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 201 to 205 of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I'm at Brendan Bovia on Twitter, just talking about anime, manga, games, and my job. I'll have some fun stuff to talk about here soon, so just uh, just keep an eye out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 206 to 210 of One Piece. Until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. How are you still alive? No matter how many times I kill you, you just keep coming back for more. Well, answer me, Brett. How'd he do it? How did he live and come here? Who is this boy? It's Trihat. Tell me, just how many times do you have to die?